Guess what, David? We get to talk to one of the most respected voices in the indie podcasting industry today. Um, are we interviewing me? <laughs> no, David. <laughs> no. <laughs> Our guest, guest is Mark Savant. He has a terrific story with a big mistake that led to a great success. So it's not me. <laughs> no, it's not you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to the episode. Welcome to Mastering the Podcaster Mindset. I'm Tiffany Kane, podcast coach and professional development expert. And I am David Seiss, professional dialogue and voiceover editor. Together, we will go on a journey with you to truly master the podcasting mindset. Let's break past mindset beliefs that often create barriers to success. You will learn techniques and insider secrets to raise the power of your content and the quality of your sound. We believe your voice is powerful. Your story needs to be told and there is someone out there who will be inspired because you have the courage to share your insights through your podcast. Now, here's today's episode. Mark Savant began podcasting over five years ago, which in the podcasting world, that's quite a while. It's quite a while. Uh-huh. People started paying him to help them grow their podcasts and Mark Savant Media was born. He offers podcast consulting, launch kits, and production, and he also supports podcasters through a private mastermind community. He's a passionate father, husband, and community leader. He believes the more you give, the more you receive. Hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Mastering the Podcaster Mindset. As we said in the intro, we are here today with Mark Savant, and Mark is... You are well known in the podcasting world. In fact, in one of the Facebook groups I was in, somebody asked a question and they said, oh, you need to listen to Mark Savant. He's one of the most respected voices. And I kind of did a little happy dance. I said, hey, we're having him on our podcast. This is cool. <laughs> so Mark, thank you so much for being here today. Really, really excited to talk podcasting, Tiffany, David. It's just really an honor to be here and share share the space with you. Well, thank you. Thank you. So we have a big, fun question for you. You know, podcasting, it's its kind of, it's a special world. How did you get into it? What made you want to be a podcaster? So there's a long version, there's a short version. So I'm going to condense it down, but- uh, <laughs> Tell us the story. <laughs> yeah, story, <laughs> storytelling month in my, in my program, right? So my story kind of began working a corporate job in a family business and- not happy, not excited, that mm -hmm. drudgery of uh, am, 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 alarm clock ringing, yeah. pulling yourself out of bed, getting into the car, driving to a place that you know is you're just going to get beat up. It's like getting a, uh, it's like getting choked out by Hulk Hogan every day, all day, <laughs> not fun. And I recognized that something needed to change. And I started taking action, looking at different business plans. I looked at writing children's books. I joined the SE uh, BWI down here in South Florida. Um, that didn't work out. I looked into opening up my own insurance agency. I looked in a, a bunch of different businesses, uh, opening up a mattress store. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> Vending machines. <Why> not? <laughs> yeah. Everyone needs a mattress, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, uh, Amazon FBA, I looked into so many different ideas. And what I recognized was during the course of this process, where was I getting all of my information? Where was I getting all of my knowledge? 
It was through podcasts. Mm. It was mm. through the power of audio in my ear while I was jogging or driving yeah. or just mm-hmm. going to the grocery store with my little earbud in. And I yeah. recognized I, it's it's always been in front of me. It's like that long lost love and you're searching all over the place trying to find <laughs> your dream, your dream girl. But she was right there in front of you this whole time. <laughs> and uh, th- that was it. I, f- I fell in love with podcasting. I started recording the awesome dad show. Which wasn't ah, the which yeah which, which wasn't <laughs> called the Awesome Dad Show. We could talk about SEO a little bit later because I made a big beginner mistake with my first show, but I just fell in love with podcasting, and people started paying me to help them launch and grow their podcast, and the rest is history. Fantastic. Okay, so I'm gonna have to ask because I love getting into the fun part of the story. You said you made a big mistake. What what was that mistake? Because you know what? We're all going to make mistakes. So what was it? Yeah. So choosing a name for a podcast is really hard. It's gut-wrenching work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've paid, I've spent months considering what the name of a show is going to be. Pacing and thinking and talking and writing down, oh, I found the perfect name. Oh, wait, somebody else already has that name. Okay. <laughs> back to the- That happens. Oh, all the time. Back to the starting yeah. board. And- so I came up with a clever name, but cl- a clear name is way better than a clever name. Yeah. So oh, yes. Hands I came down. Up, oh, it, it's, it makes all the difference. Yeah. So the, the name of my show, I named Act-A-Dad because I'm active and I want to live an active lifestyle and I wanted to be dad. So I, I, cha- I put these two words together. And you know what I found was that it was impossible to find me because yeah. when you mm. type Act-A-Dad into Google, it says... Don't you mean actividad? You, you misspelled a Spanish <laughs> word, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. And yep. Yeah. So uh, after a, a while, I recognized, that, like, what the heck am I doing? Because I was so in love with that name. I had logos, I had business cards, I had shirts printed out. I was, you know, all over the place. And eventually, I said, "This name doesn't work. Nobody can find mm-hmm. it." Yeah. And um, so I, I twist, switched the name to the Awesome Dad Show, and then. Lo and behold, people were finding it. People were Go finding you. Yeah, ah. absolutely. I, 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 oh, ahead, I'm, not, I'm not going to interrupt you, David. You go. No, go I, was, I was just going to say, I've heard a lot of <laughs> a lot of stories about that as far as uh, business owners that have chosen names because they thought it would be great. You know, in their head, it sounded 100%. This is what I need to do. Only to later mm-hmm. on find out, nope, I'm not getting any traffic this way. And other people I've heard that have chosen their name because of this was back in the day of the phone book, right? And they put their name within a letter or two of somebody that got a lot of traffic because they <laughs> would get missed calls that brought them a lot of business because people would look their name up and they'd, you know, look across and catch the wrong phone number, dial the wrong number, get this guy's business, and there you go, new new customers. So it's it definitely makes a difference. <laughs> All the difference. Yeah, if people can't find it, it doesn't work. And that's why people use that's why you see AAA in so many business names Mm -hmm. because you want to show up at the beginning of the phone book. Yeah. 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 So I think what I find so powerful about your story, Mark, and why I'm so glad you told this story is you felt comfortable pivoting. You felt comfortable saying, okay, well, I've got the business cards and I've got this great art and I've got the shirts and, you know, I've got all the stuff, but it's just not working. So let's pivot. And I I think a lot of times one of 
that's probably one of the biggest mindset barriers we have to get over is we think, oh, we're just so invested in this name and in this brand, even if it's not working, I'm so invested in it. And so to be able to say, oh, no, it's it's not working. Let's change it. That's huge. That's a big thing. Yeah, it's it's the sunk cost fallacy, right? I've spent all this time and all this money and I just got to keep pouring more into it. It's too late to go back. I don't know right. if we do that because we're embarrassed or we don't know how, or we're just so in love with what we've built. But in, you know, pivoting is not easy. It's not an easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. There's, there's some nuance. Like you need to, you know, forward your domain from your main website, to your new website and stuff like there's some stuff like that. Um, but I think that the sooner you actually take that action, the better. It, it actually reminds yes. me of a show my wife and I were watching on Netflix this last weekend called a, uh, Bad vegan. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Ah, uh, yes. Where this girl, she just gets roped into this con artist and she keeps sending him tens of thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars. And at a certain point, you can tell that she recognized that something wasn't right. But the way that she explained herself was, well, I how could I go back? I'd already invested so much. Mm-hmm. Right. It's it's important, I think. That's why working with people that have been there before and work with people that are yeah. doing it is so important because then you can yes. you can actually make a pivot that makes sense. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Mm, I love that. I feel like we could talk about that forever. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We did a whole episode on naming your podcast oh, because yeah. we went through something very similar with this podcast. We had some esoteric name and our audience was like, Yeah, we don't get it. Yeah. And I love our audience. They were very vocal. We don't get it. We like, because our group is called Mastering the Podcaster Mindset. And then we had this esoteric name and they're like, uh, we don't get it. Can you just keep it this? <laughs> like, okay. We, we have dozens, <laughs> dozens of people tell us that like, why? What are you doing? And it's great. Like, yeah. that's why you have such an engaged audience. That's why it's so wonderful is, okay, you, we hear you guys. You're right. Yeah. Oh, you have to. That's what your podcast is there for. And, and I think that sometimes people get this backwards. I was, I got this backwards for a long time. I thought that you create a podcast to bring people in, but it's, to me, a podcast is more about how can I support the few listeners that I have? Right. And then it mm-hmm. tends to work from inside out rather than yes. outside in, which is, it's kind of a weird way of thinking about it. Yeah. Yes. That's that's pretty much how we go about it as well. We we're all about our community, and we use this to to provide for the community. It's not really meant as as let's gain more listeners. It's let's support the people that we have. So I like that you have that same same idea in mind for sure. Uh, going back to mindset, uh, because obviously mastering the podcaster mindset. Uh, what would you say aside from your pivotal shift <laughs> that was definitely a barrier for you for a while that you that you got over what would you say starting out would have been your biggest mindset challenge i think the biggest mindset challenge is just understanding that there's a learning curve to running mm-hmm. a great show mm-hmm. it's not your first episodes people are not they're probably not going to like it it's probably not going to be that great right yeah um and i think learning to embrace that is is important I know, it'd, you know, it'd be so silly if you said, all right, New Year's Eve, I've been fat, I've been eating poorly, I haven't been exercising, I've just been laying on the couch watching Netflix all year. I'm going to go bench press 300 pounds at the gym. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Get fired up. You roll in there, you would just smash the barbell across your face. Right. 
<laughs> you know, you go in and you start with the baby steps and you get you maybe you hire a trainer or you join a community and they say, hey, you know, you know, maybe if you move your shoulders out or your elbows up and then, you know, make sure you're not bending your back. Um, proper posture prevents injury, you know, and if you know, this is stuff that we all kind of understand. But I think that when it comes to podcasting, the barrier to entry is so low. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you could launch a new podcast through Anchor on your phone in 30 minutes and it, you know, yeah. potentially could reach billions of people, which is crazy. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just mm-hmm. talk about putting it out there. <laughs> yeah. So when I started my show, I went into it with the mindset of, okay, I really like this. This is powerful. This is something that's special. It's not going to be around forever. You know, we might not be able to reach people the same way in five years that we can now. Right. And I said, I'm going to pump out one episode a week for for one year, 52 episodes, and I'm going to reassess where I'm at. I don't care if I get zero listeners. I'm going to do it for one year and see. Um, mm. and, and so that was the mindset that I had. And I learned a lot. And people listened. People listened when they could yeah. find me when I changed my name. <laughs> once, they, once you got that sorted. <laughs> right. Once you're no longer misspelling a Spanish word. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, keeping with that idea of mindset and having this goal of 52 episodes, whether people are listening or not, you've come a long way since then. In fact, you have a totally different podcast now, right? Um, what, what has allowed you to continue that, um, that growth and that ability to kind of shift and change and well start new things? Yeah. I mean, let me first say that podcasting isn't for everyone. For some people, mm-hmm. it might be authorship. It might be blogging. Um, it, it either, you know, it could be 15 second viral TikTok videos, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I think one of the most important facets of life is, is trying to figure out where you fit, you know, mm-hmm. because if you're trying to fit a square into a circle, it, it doesn't fit. It doesn't work. And that's to me a really sad thing that so many people go through life. You know, they go to college for a degree that they don't really enjoy to get a job that sucks to, to follow that dream. That's, that's this, it just, it's, it's not really real. And and that's I think what's really powerful about today. There's so many different things that we can. Um, there's so many different things that we can do, and things are changing mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. But the reason why my my new show would well, actually I I'm actually I have three shows now. Um, so the <laughs> Awesome Dad Show, it. yeah, the Awesome Dad Show is parked on Anchor for free. It cost me zero dollars. People can still listen to it. Um, it's just parked there. And occasionally I'll, I'll have new guests. Like last month I had George Jones, who's an ex NFL player who's writing children's books and getting into that. And hmm. you know, I'm intru- you know, I got connected with him and all of his connections, which is cool. Um, my show that I'm most active on now is the after hours entrepreneur, which is, is kind of a documentary of the side hustles that I've been involved with and, mm-hmm. and exploring different ways to, to leverage that extra time to build something that after hours time to build something. However, you know, I am, I'm going through a rebrand with that also. I'm going mm. through a rebrand because through the process of, uh, of creating and listening, just like y'all are doing with your show, you, you understand that, okay, how can I serve the audience that I have? Right. And so I'm, I'm rebranding it into more of a podcasting space because most of the people that listen to me, that pay me, that are engaged in my, 
uh, various communities, my mastermind, they care about how to grow their podcast. Yeah. They care about how can I grow an audience? How can I make a show that people actually listen to and care about? And the best way to do that is from the inside out, serve your audience, and then it grows from there. Um, and so I'm, I'm kind of rebranding it so it's more clear when you first land on Mark Savant, you recognize, okay, this guy's going to help me grow my audience. This guy's going to help me tweak the, the small things in my podcasting life so that I can really make it achieve my goals. So kind of a long-winded answer. No, it's great. Um, it's a terrific answer. Yeah. It's a it's a terrific answer of continually growing, reflecting, taking a step back. What does my audience need? What feels good to me right now? And just continually doing that. And then I love also that you have three podcasts because David and I are kind of uh, we're addicted to podcasting as well. I think it's kind of like getting a tattoo. Like you can't get just one. Uh, and I feel like podcasts are that way. Like once you start, you're like, well, we should do a podcast about this and we should do a podcast about that. So we have another one in the works that we're working on as well. It's just kind of like once you start, there's just so many things to explore and discover and talk about. And I think that's the beauty of podcasting as well. And if there's anything that David and I can get across to our community, it's just go out and do the thing because you get to grow and 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 learn and you're good. Just gonna continually expand the stuff you want to do. So just do it. Yeah, it's- you just you just gotta create. And I think that's a really smart thing too, Tiffany. I remember when I first started podcasting. I knew that this would be the only podcast I ever did. It was going <laughs> to it was going to help me achieve my goals which was to leave my day job and generate income. It was this was it. I knew what I was going to do. Um I'm going to go all in on fatherhood and this is my audience and I'm it's going to be great. But what's interesting is that as I produced more content, nobody was paying me any money to teach them how to be a better father. Right. I mean, I was making like a little bit of money in like endorsement deals and stuff like that, but I wasn't making anything meaningful. Mm -hmm. What people were paying me was to help them revamp their social media pages. They were paying me to help them launch their own podcast. And I said, huh, maybe I need to pivot. Maybe I need to launch a show that that Mm -hmm. rebrands myself into something that's actually going to help me achieve that greater goal to generate income, to serve people Mm -hmm. and so forth. So that was interesting. Um, another thing that I thought was interesting too was the Awesome Dad Show was really aimed at helping fathers. But what I realized on Anchor was that the majority of my listeners were actually females, which mm. I was I was like, this is really weird. And and the reason I bring up that little excerpt there is that when you start creating, you have to make assumptions. It's like the scientific method; you got to make hypotheses, right? And then you test them over and over to see which of your hypotheses was right and which one is wrong. Um, and so I think that's an important thing to understand is don't get married to your first idea. Yeah. Learn from your first idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Love that. <laughs> yeah. The other thing I think that's, that's relevant too, just to kind of add a, just a one more layer is that, you know, having multiple podcasts is a good thing, I think, because you're going to probably have a lot of interest that you want to talk about, but you can't talk about everything on one show. No, you know, because, you know, if I show up for podcasting and I want to learn how to podcast, and you're talking about fatherhood, that doesn't work. If I'm showing up Mm-mm. for fatherhood and I'm talking about NFTs, that doesn't work. So you have to have shows that are <laughs> properly branded. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, Mark, David and I have a lot in common with you. 
which I think is why we connected immediately with you. Um, we started off in a different, like I started off, my my side hustle was, well, I'm going to be a, a relationship coach for women after divorce. And I started a podcast about that. And everybody was just like you reaching out to me saying, how'd you do this podcasting thing? How, how did you do that? Can you <laughs> totally teach <opposite>. me? <laughs> and that's where David and I are like, wait, this is everybody's asking about the podcasting thing. Let's do this. Cause it was like fun and easy for us. And, and, um, and, and that's, that's, that was our start. And so I totally shifted away from relationship coach after divorce. I rebranded my podcast. We started a second podcast and yeah, it's, I think we have a lot of similarities in that way. Yeah. <laughs> Allowing the podcast to kind of direct where we're, where our life is going. hundred <laughs> percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you've done, it seems like you've learned quite a bit over the time, especially after uh, your pivot with the awesome dad, your after hours entrepreneur, like you've done a, a ton of work as far as learning what works and what doesn't. One thing that I know I, even myself, I struggle with is really understanding SEO and why it's important. Do you have any things that you could talk about as far as SEO goes that might help clear it up for, for those of us that don't quite understand it? Sure. Yeah. So basically SEO is a scientific term. You need to be a computer engineer. You need to be able to code and write algorithms. If you don't know Linux, no, it's, <laughs> that's, that's how it feels like for sure. That's what it feels like. That's- yeah. <laughs> Hang on. Let me get my calculus book out. I got to go and <laughs> right, right, get my graphing calculator yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, no, it's SEO is, is not, it's, it's, it's not that scary. And, and when we talk about SEO, we're talking about search engine optimization. And search engine optimization is really what drives the internet. Uh, It's what drives Mm -hmm. social media. If you have a question about something, you're interested in a topic, what do you do? You type it in. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you maybe you ask Siri or Alexa. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And so the key with the search engine optimization is that what you want, the goal is that when somebody types in a relevant topic, your name shows up. Your podcast shows up in iTunes. Your podcast mm-hmm. shows up on YouTube. It shows up on Facebook, on Instagram, right? And so there's a lot of, it, to me, search engine optimization, SEO, is about doing all this, as many small things right as possible. There's not one button. There's not one switch, but it's mm-hmm. kind of like a roadcaster. There's all these different switches, okay? And the more of them you do correctly, Uh, the better it's going to work. Okay. So, you know, and I think level one, and this is probably the most important thing because everyone's always looking for the quick fix. Um, But level one is really taking a step back and thinking the, the, the audience that I really speak to, what are they searching for? What are they typing Mm -hmm. in to Google? Right. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's really important. It's it, you know, because I'll give you a perfect example. One of the reasons I like your name. If you're a show that's talking to podcasters about podcasting, it might be really attractive to use the word podcast in your search, in, in part of your name. The problem with using the word podcast is it's very generic and everybody's putting that mm-hmm. in, right? right? Like the Joe mm-hmm. Rogan podcast or the Tim Ferriss podcast, right? Um, so again, just being a little bit more clear on what people are searching for and then putting those words in throughout your title throughout your name, throughout your description. Maybe you're saying the name because guess what? All the words that come out of your mouth are being transcribed 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and these search algorithms, they're so sophisticated. They know the words that are coming out of your mouth and they're transcribing it. And if, if you have a, a show name with a, an episode title, with a description, with vocal words, maybe you're implementing hashtags and it's categorized properly. We don't need to go too far down the rabbit hole. But the more everything is aligned, the better it's going to work, the, the better mm-hmm. you're going to show up. AKA not act to dead. Right. <laughs> right. I think what you said that was so very helpful is just thinking of what are people searching for? Like when they're typing in to Google, what are they searching for? And I think that helps clarify it a lot. Search engine optimization is just we want people to be able to find us, mm-hmm. you know, and there's there's things that you can do, um, you know, to, to refine it and go down the rabbit hole of search engine optimization and all kinds of tools out there to, to help you, you know, really optimize it. But if you get the essence of your titles, your, your podcast title, the things you talk about should be things that people are looking for. 100%. Pretty easy. I want to, you know, I also, I love practical stuff, right? And we've talked about a lot of mindset. So I just want to give people, you know, the whole audience here, just some practical tips. So get your pen and paper ready or, you know, remember this timestamp and you're going to come back. So (laughs) like I said, we want to use hypotheses to understand or, or take guesses as to what people might be searching for. But there are actually some tools that we can use to actually see what people are typing into Google. So I just want to give you a couple ideas so that you can use some some search, um, some of these search tools to to get an, a feel for how many people are searching for something. Okay. All right, my pencil's yeah. ready. Sounds pencil's great. Ready. Yeah, oh, mine yeah. too. My pencil's ready. <laughs> All right, everybody, it. get your pencil. So I'm going to start with something. It's super simple. It's super free. You just go to Google and just start typing in something in the search bar, and it's going to auto-populate questions. It's going to auto-populate different terms that people are searching for. Free. It's simple. That's an yep. idea. Um, I also Google has a keyword planner that's free. And the Google keyword, I don't know the exact website off offhand. If you email or go to Instagram, DM Mark Savant Media, keyword Tiffany and Dave, Tiffany and Dave, <laughs> and I'll shoot you the link. I'll shoot you the link. But Google has a free keyword planner that will show you how many times each month people are typing in a search term, right? Mm. It'll also tell you the competition, how many people are actually fighting for that search spot. This is really relevant. Really important. It is. Yeah. Uh, um, because you want to, hopefully you want to be uh, in, in, a, in optimally, you're in a very broad, a very large search category with not a lot of competition, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, just as an example, Bitcoin is, is a millions of people are searching for Bitcoin, but not a lot of people are creating content about Bitcoin. So that's an, mm-hmm. just an example. Um, another tool is askthepublic.com. Mm-hmm. Hmm. askthepublic.com. This gives you a good idea of what people are, are searching for as well. And then another free thing you can do is simply going into Instagram and, and typing that, that little hashtag button in your posts. Right. And as you start typing in different words and terms and scroll down, it'll show you how many posts have that hashtag attached. Mm-hmm. So that can give you another good idea. Um, and so these are, I think, four or five different little things that you can use. Yeah. It really wouldn't take a lot of time either. Oh, Mm -hmm. no. You could do this in 30 minutes, 15 minutes. You can get an idea for what people are searching for. And you can go down the rabbit hole a bit. And my, um, you know, I host a a group training 
uh, we we basically each month we do various tasks to help us get through the monthly um, the monthly theme. And last month was SEO, search engine optimization. So as a community, we were all working on our keywords, our search terms together mm. to make sure that we're as refined as possible. And that was a really fun exercise. And people were seeing downloads almost immediately, which is you know. That's, what, wow. that's, really That's what you want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good uh, results. No, David and I um, <laughs> experienced something similar when we started kind of changing how we title these episodes for Mastering the Podcaster Mindset. We started putting in things that people would search for. And so one of our first ones that we did that way, we said 10 ways to authentically connect with your podcast audience. Mm-hmm. And so just having 10 ways or five ways yeah, or three things you can in. do or whatever, like that, that episode immediately got three times the downloads of any other episode that we had done. And it was because people could find it and people love lists. People love going, okay, well, I'm going to get something out of this. Yeah. And that helped us kind of shift and refine how we think about our episodes and what we are providing for our audience as well. So that's just a very simple, we didn't do anything fancy for that. We just thought we did a little search on, you know, how do you optimize your SEO? And that was one of the tips and it worked. It was wonderful. (laughs) So we always like to encourage people to start small. So thank you for those tips that you gave us because they are really good ways to start small and just dip your toes into Mm -hmm helping people to find you. Yeah. yeah. Super helpful. Thank you, Mark. You have given us <laughs> an incredible plethora of advice. Do you have any other advice for a new podcaster just starting out or somebody wanting to start a podcast? Oh, I mean, there, there's so, there's so many. I'm kind of, I, <laughs> I feel like that meme where someone's calculating and there's all this. Yeah. All the numbers all around. <laughs> yeah. They're in the galaxy. There's calculating. Um, I, I think for me, um, it's 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 actually working with someone and putting together a real plan. Um, mm. I I think that, that there's so much insight and in, in wisdom out there, um, and the problem that we can run into as creators is it's if you take random advice from random people creating random videos, you're going to get random results. It, mm. It's like trying to build a structure with Lincoln logs and Legos and you got some mega blocks, maybe some silly putty and you're trying to put it all together and it just doesn't <laughs> fit. You know, I, I think that, you know, working with someone or a community that's really dedicated in, in processing, processing things out is important. Um, you know, and I don't want this just to be a plug for my, for my group. I, you know, I've worked with a lot of clients, you know, charging thousands of dollars for consultations and show launches and things like that. The The concern that I had was so many people would get on calls and say, Mark, I'd love to work with you, but I can't afford 2,500 bucks for, for this service. Right. And so I, you know, I developed uh, this group coaching program with, with support on the back end to say, you know, if you're just a regular podcaster, who's looking for some focus and, and really looking to grow an audience this is just a great place to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, commit one hour a week, complete a worksheet, and it, it's just going to get you real results on your show yeah. because there's just so much, there's so much to learn. There's so much to put together, but you have to be using the same building blocks. You have to be building a cohesive plan. 
I'll give you one more one more story here because um, I know we're getting low on time. Or at the group, but <laughs> no, you're fine. <laughs> is yeah, I was, I, I I brought on a new client recently. Great guy um, was looking to relaunch his show. It was just um, you're just looking to make it more professional, right? New, you know, just reinvigorate his intros, brighter colors, brighter images. Do all this boring keyword research and SEO stuff that's 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 not the funnest, but it's important. And so we put together this amazing plan. It it really was going to achieve the goals for his show. It was really sounding really good. Um, the storyboards looked awesome. It was brilliant. I worked really hard on this and I presented it to him. Two days later, he comes back to me and says, hey, Mark, this is great. I love what you put together. But. 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 It's always a but. <laughs> but. But my wife was talking to her hairdresser. And oh, she really feels like these names would be better. Don't take random advice from random people. You're going to yeah. get random results. Yep. You know, yep. I think that's important to consider. Um, yep. Yeah. I, like I will, I, I will close that. I don't want to leave you on a cliffhanger. Like he just took, he just, his hairdresser. <laughs> we actually, I thought that was talk. good. <laughs> Let's leave it's him watching. It's the hairnet podcast. <laughs> yeah. We brought him, we brought him back. We got him back. <laughs> um, but it's just funny because I feel like we do that so often, you know, we'll watch a random video and that'll get stuck into our head like this is the way I need to do something. Mm -hmm. But that's not necessarily the case. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And we bringing it back to mindset. I think a lot of times we get, you know, you work with the pros and, and the pros are like, hey, this is what needs to happen. And then you get taken off on the tangent by somebody that isn't in that world and doesn't know. And we allow that to happen because we're nervous, we're scared, and we're not trusting ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times if we will just sit and think and trust ourselves and go, okay, you know, what what feels good to me? Um, yes. Usually what feels good to me is going to be, I invested my time, energy, and money with this person because I knew they would take me down the right path. And so I'm going to trust that, right? That that that's probably why that person spent that amount of money with you and that amount of time with you is because they trusted you and they trusted themselves in making this decision to go with you. And then they started questioning, mm. ah, is this really what I want? Because when we're on the cusp of something amazing, we get utterly terrified and we start questioning ourselves and am I really doing the right thing? And so it goes right back to mindset of, okay, trust yourself. Trust yourself, trust yourself. And it's fine. People are going to give you advice left and right. And if you truly trust yourself, you can say, thank you. I appreciate that. This is what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. you know? So, <laughs> 100%. Mark, yeah. thank you. We absolutely loved having you today. How can people find you? Because you are one of the respected voices in podcasting world. How can they find you? The best place to find me is just uh, simply go to my website, marksvantmedia.com, marksvantmedia.com. Or as I mentioned before, if you've got a question from this episode, just go to Instagram, DM mm -hmm. marksvantmedia. It's at marksvantmedia. And just, just DM me, Tiffany and David, and I'll know where you came from. And uh, I'll give you the special uh, special treatment. You get the red, <laughs> the red carpet treatment. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if our listeners should be afraid of that or not. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Thank you very much. 
David, that was a really interesting episode. I feel like there were a lot of similarities between Mark's story and our story with mm-hmm. how we got started helping people with podcasting. Yeah, I totally it, agree. It was a fun conversation. I had mm-hmm. a lot of fun with it. Did you? I enjoyed it. What were some of the big things you took away from this conversation? I liked his big mistake. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Choosing the name for a podcast. Yep. Unfortunately, Act a Dad didn't work. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> clever name versus a clear name. Mm-hmm. And he definitely learned that clear is much more user-friendly mm-hmm. <laughs> for people being able to find your podcast. So I think that that was a really good point. Yeah. And there again, we had the same issue with our podcast. We did. Thankfully, we field tested it before we launched. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we talked about that in episode six, choosing your podcast name with clarity and purpose. Because when we were launching this podcast, we had a different name picked out. It was a beautiful <laughs> esoteric name, something along the lines of um, what, the intersection between voice and voice and story. story. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's a beautiful name. But our audience yep. was like, yeah, mm, we're mastering the podcaster mindset. That's what this group is. Why don't you just use that name? Yep. <laughs> So and just, it worked. <laughs> it did. So I loved yeah. his story because I felt like it was really similar to our story. And I feel like a lot of our listeners identify with that as well. Yeah. It's funny how, how concerned we get with our name. It's almost mm-hmm. like we take ownership of it. Mm-hmm. And it's something that we're, we feel has to be perfect. Mm-hmm. This is another topic we're going to be discussing soon. Mm-hmm. But we're never going to find what feels totally perfect to us. Yeah. But it's so difficult to get over that because for some reason, at least for myself, if I name my podcast something, this is what people are going to identify me with. And if I'm not 100% sure that this is what I want people to see me as, it's a little scary putting it out Mm -hmm. there. (laughs) Yeah, mindset right there. That leads me to what I wanted to talk about with him was the pivot. Yeah. And and he's so good at the pivot. And mm-hmm. you and I, we we also are pretty comfortable with the pivot. Yeah. I pivoted my podcast from Love and Life After Divorce to Radical Audacity because that's what fit the people I was interviewing and my audience. So mm-hmm. he really talked about the power of the pivot, how listening to your listener and then trying to figure out where you fit with your listener is so powerful. Yeah. He also talked about the joy of having multiple podcasts, you know, and so <laughs> you don't have to get stuck with just one. And I love how he said, you know, when he started this podcasting journey, he knew he was going to have one podcast and this one podcast forever, and it was going to be everything, and it was going to make him all the money. Mm-hmm. And then he realized getting into it, well, I need to sh- shift and change this, and then I'd like to start a different podcast, and now he's starting a third one, and he's rebranding, and he's pivoting, and... And that's what podcasting is about. We don't have to be stuck with our initial idea. Even Chris Cremizzo said the same thing. The big podcasters out there, almost nobody is on their original idea. They're on their second Second or third. third. Yeah. So it's like, that offers a lot of freedom, I think, and a lot of breathing space to say, okay, well, let me just get started and then see Mm -hmm. where this goes. Yeah. Make a hypothesis, test them, mm-hmm. and do not get married to your first idea. Oof. Learn from your first idea. I like yes. that a lot. Yes. Yes. That's a good one. Another one uh, he talked a lot about was SEO. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Search engine optimization. Uh, it's what drives the internet and social media in his mind. And 
uh, ideal when for that you're going to think about like you yourself what do you search for when you're searching for some something about your topic and those mm-hmm. are the things that you want to make sure that you have you can even use that for your show name for your trailer things like that those are the places where you're going to put those things because that's what's going to bring people to your podcast mm-hmm And I think that fits really nice with the mindset because it goes back to the audience. What is the audience going to be searching for? And so getting to put your mind out there of you're serving the audience, what is it that they need? Mm -hmm. And it, 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 it helps take the ego out of it, right? Okay. If I'm naming my podcast, something that will resonate with the people that I want to attract or the people that I'm currently serving, then my ego, it doesn't have to be part of it. So everybody, you probably heard Mark mention several different tools that he thought were really helpful for getting started on the SEO journey. We've put those in the show notes. So make sure you scroll down to the show notes and you find those tools that he mentioned. Some of them we will have hyperlinked and then some of them are just um, mentioned. Have fun recording. Have fun recording. Thanks for hanging out with us today. As a special thank you, we invite you to download the free guide in the show notes called The Biggest Mistake Podcasters Make and How to Avoid It. Please take a moment to leave us a review. Well, only if you really like the show. (laughs) (laughs) And come on over and join our free Facebook community. We'd love to have you there. We believe your story is powerful and needs to be heard, and we would love to help you tell it.